When stars are born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Opposite Attractions, the experimental prototype podcast of tomorrow. I am your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined by the Imagineer in training known as Jim Murphy. Yes, hello. I'm here. You, you just sound since, so since, enthused, uh, Yeah, Jim. Since, since we're doing animals, I'm wearing my Banshee shirt. Oh, really? Because <laughs> in my case, since we're doing animals, I'm dressed like a giant unicorn. Like... I, I I forgot what time the show started, and I was Whoops. just like, "Oh, oh shit! I gotta go record." Oh no, I, I have no clothes on. Unicorn onesie, throw it on. So now I'm a unicorn for the rest of the show, oh, I guess. <laughs> You're the naked mole rat from Kim Possible. You, you could have went that route. Oh yeah, or or that horrifying route that would have <laughs> lost us all the viewers we've ever had. Um, I mean, you. I was hoping you were going to keep your hat on because no, you showed me a very... I do have it. I can I can kind of put it on over my... Uh, my, my God, that thing is... Like, all the... Other than the Mickey Mouse ears, which yeah, I guess kind of fit in well, all the character type hats are a little bit horrifying. Yeah. It, they it, do it have squeaks, this ice-skinned Goofy for his... Oh, God, it squeaks. Yeah, they all have this very, like, I skinned an animal, and I'm now wearing it on their head feel. I have somewhere, I have a Santa hat that's goofy ears. I don't know where that went. It might actually have gotten trashed. I don't remember. I have the Rastafarian, like, the big puffy. <laughs> like it's, oh, like, that's like it's sick. Like it's a chef hat, but it's, like, all puffy, and it's got the ears, and it says goofy on the front. I don't know where that is, either. It's probably I got, stored somewhere. I got... Ri- I think it was actually the time me and Blake went to Epcot, which you can actually find on the YouTube channel. I put up a video of it. Yeah, we got really drunk at Epcot, and then I remember like walking into Mouse Works or uh, Mouse Gear, and being like, "My dad likes Goofy. I have to buy him a Goofy hat." And so I just rushed through. I don't even remember. I had so little left on my paycheck that I was like, "No." I have to get this hat, and then I put it on and just sweated profusely in it as I went to like go meet Baymax. Okay, and so else. I was uh, I was wearing this, and I ran, jogged, sprinted. I was wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and this hat, and I ran from the studios to Epcot through the boardwalk, and it was raining. Jesus like, Christ! Through like not the whole run, and it wasn't hard rain, but when I got to the International Gateway, the woman. <laughs> the woman running the, the turnstile like admonished me for not wearing a jacket and i got down on my knees and i was like can i please go out and play mother and she got mortified and yelled at me again and i had my cast member, creepy i had my cast member card out the whole time to get in the freaking gate i not but i, I feel like that's good, why though. it's good though because i was running and like i was i, I like breathing in the cold air so i had the ear across my face <laughs> the ear, the ear makes it. Apparently, the ear also let like that hat led to you almost murdering a beloved yeah, Disney in, character. Okay, so I uh, I bought that hat in 1999, so that's how old it is. It's almost 20 years yeah. old. It can, it can uh, legally uh, buy cigarettes. Um, 
first off, I, I have a picture. I was walking through the Wonders of Life Pavilion, uh, and I, I felt a presence behind me, and I didn't know what it was. Oh, God. And it, I turned around, and it was Goofy, dressed in, like, uh, uh, like running wear, like running shorts and, a, like, a, like, a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, and he was following me, like, stepping, like, doing, like, a mirror thing, like, where he was stepping right behind me. And so when oh, I okay. spun around, he spun around and went back the other way. And so we did this, like, two-minute-long thing where everything he did, like, I was, like, we were mirroring each other. And I got a picture where we're both holding our ears out straight. Uh-huh. So, I, if I, like, every time I go in, like, if, I'm, if I meet, like, Pluto or Goofy, I always ask to get a picture. I mean, I just pull my regular ears when I do that now. But that's what I have a picture of is us holding our ears out. But then, like, a couple days later, I was um, in Epcot behind... I was, it was like just past the breezeway where the character greet is now, that little meeting space that's like right there where they sometimes oh, yeah. had characters. And Chip and Dale were in there and we were meeting them and one of the two of them grabbed the hat and put it on. And because I was an idiot, uh, I tried to take the hat back from behind so they could not see me. So all I did was like grab it and pull. Oh my god! And so, yeah, either Chip and or Dale, I don't remember which one, almost, like, took a backwards fall. Like, I, like mid-yank, I was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and I, like, put my hand up and caught them and, like, pushed them back up and I'm like, I'm very sorry. You put it up and then, whoops, and then immediately fell back. This was an error. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's about the only really uh, good animal store I have from Disney, except that, uh, uh, also, in that trip, we were staying at Fort Wilderness Campground. The only time I stayed there, and we were walking to the uh, bathhouse. And from our campsite to the bathhouse, there were two little trails you could walk through the woods. But, like, there yeah. was almost no trees. So, it's like you could see everything. And I was on one sidewalk, and my mother and my sister were on the other sidewalk. And all of a sudden, I heard my mother scream. And I turned, and she's running toward me through the trees, flipping out. My sister's just kind of like, whatever. And what she was flipping out about was that an armadillo had walked onto the sidewalk. Oh my gosh! She, she was running like Jason was chasing her with a machete. Yeah, it was she full on get out like sprinted towards you. Yeah, it was. I was. Yeah, we. That's that's like my big animal thing that happened at Disney that didn't involve like sitting on a jeep and having a giraffe like shit in front of me. About it. Yeah, see, I've not got a lot of animal stories because I didn't. I never went to Animal Kingdom. I went to Animal Kingdom once, and I was like, all right, this is a thing. I guess I'm just gonna chill here while you guys go do stuff. Um. But I, well, I guess I do have one with another animal, but the animal, the animal species is Wookiee. And I just, well, I just remembered it when you brought up the fact that you almost killed Chip and or Dale. And it's the fact that I had a similar thing. I didn't kill Chewbacca, but I made Chewbacca really sad because the (laughs) first time I went to meet Chewie, um, obviously he's just, I was like, what's up, Chewie? And he's like, (laughs) And he just starts picking at my hair like a monkey trying to get fleas out. <laughs> oh, shit. But 
But at the time, my hair was like rainbow colored and really bright. Oh, like I remember, we we met uh, Rapunzel, and Rapunzel loved it. She was just like, "Oh my god, it's so many colors!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's like your hair. It's got all the flowers." And she's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so when I went to meet Chewie, he oh, starts man. doing it, and what I should have said was nothing. I should have <laughs> just been like, "Ah, I see you enjoy my hair." But instead, I was just like, well, what's something? Because I got really nervous because I haven't seen episode seven. So I wanted to say something referencing episode seven, but then nothing came out with that. And so I was like, no, Yoda did my hair for me. <laughs> at which point, Chewie looks at me with this face of just like, Yoda's dead. My friend is dead. Why would you bring him up? And I was just like, yeah, wait, oh no. <laughs> like, I didn't outward, cause there were kids, so I couldn't outwardly be like, Yoda's dead. And I'm like, he did it with magic. And Chewie's like, no, my little green buddy has passed on to the next world and you brought him up, you bastard. Yeah, he's back there on my shelf for you, but <laughs> as a ghost. <laughs> You can't see it. It's a little. Uh, there's, it's got a light on it. But yeah. I have his car. Um, when I met Chewie, I didn't know what the hell to do, and he just looked at me and was just like, mm. <laughs> like just shrugged at yeah. me. Chewie's a weird one to meet because he's already like a giant of a man. Well, what about Woody? Woody from Toy Story is fourteen and a half feet tall. I've he's... never met Woody with apparently good reason. He's apparently Godzilla. He's he like, he's like have, have you, you've never, have you never seen, you've there never seen Woody? Snake in my boot. <laughs> you've never seen Woody in the parks? No, I haven't. Like his, like you, you walk up to him, you hug him and like the top of your head is like his chin level. It's insane. Yeah. Howdy partner. Please stop. Please. Unless you're actually Tom Hanks in there. Please stay away from Because Buzz me. is standing next to him and Buzz is like human heights. Yeah. Well, and I then, guess that's the way it was in the movies, you know? That, they they matched up pretty damn well, because he is a tall, 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 tall doll. He's a tall, yeah. He's a tall 12-inch doll. So when they shrunk him up, they're like, well, now Buzz is going to be 8 foot, and Woody's going to be 12 foot tall. That's how it works. Oh my god, what if that's what it was? What if those dolls, like... The Buzz doll was like a six-inch to toy, and then the Woody one was like a nine-inch. So when they scaled it up, they were like, "Well, Not now Woody tall. is this Woody is this giant abomination." And Buzz seems fun to be around. That it's it's literally like I it, like I because you can see them from like across Pixar Place sometimes that you can like see them meeting people, but like yeah. I didn't know that, and we just got in line like we're gonna meet Buzz and Woody, yay! And then we turned the corner, it's like holy shit. Like, I don't want to be buzzing money anymore. I don't want to. Like, uh, so this is a podcast where we design our own theme park because uh, we're the only ones who can do it correctly. And so uh, we, of course, have decided on a theme park based around superheroes called based Apex. Based around 80s dance movies. Based around 80s dance movies and Keanu Reeves, but also superheroes. Yeah, and of course, too, since we have... Since we have no, uh, we can't afford that sweet, sweet Marvel or DC money, we have to make up our own superheroes, so we've come up with a fair amount of rides, and every single week we have a challenge, and last week Jim put it upon me to come up with a ride 
based on animals. And I hate you. I just I, I, I thought I, sitting, I gave you I thought I gave you Emma Daughter's Juggalo Christmas. <laughs> oh my god, yes. No, okay, so I'm I'm just gonna kinda get into mine because I don't have that much of a concept. But I so as we have learned through the history of this podcast, the way you get superpowers is you fly into space. You go to, like, this super-powered Milky Way belt kind of thing. It gives you possibly powers. Some people don't get them. You come back to Earth, and then you're a superhero, and you can kind of work for, like, a superhero initiative, or maybe you become a villain, which is kind of short-sighted in their (laughs) decision-making. They're just like, I mean, we're kind of rolling the dice. Maybe good, maybe bad. Um, And so I thought, like, well, what happens if you send up animals... In the ship. Yeah. And so, like, the but the frightening realization that I had was, animals don't care about us, so if you give them superpowers, they're not going to be on our side. So, my ride is in the villain section, and it's kind of like, um... My, my, I think mine is for, also in the villain section, but for slightly different reasons. <laughs> well, with mine, it's... It, like in Universal Studios, they kind of have like a silly pet tricks kind of thing you can go see where it's like a big animal stunt show. And that's what mine is essentially. So like you have this one dog who got super acrobatics and so he's really badass at going through and shit. <laughs> um, but it's all run by, um, it's run by this super intel, hyper intelligent cat. His superpower he got was super intelligent, but the, o- the only person he can communicate to is his intern, Greg. And <laughs> so, Greg. yeah, it's, oh, damn it, I forgot about, we already have a Greg. Give me so out before Greg. Steve. So Steve comes out and he's just like, hello, everybody, welcome to the show. And then from behind <laughs> him, you just like, you're like, hello, Greg, or hello, Steve. Welcome them all to my show. I am Mittens, and you will all love my show. And it's just this glass enclosure where it's a cat just kind of, like, looking over and looking at people. But um, I just love the idea that what – and he's got, like, all these keys in front of him. Oh, and I'm like, what do cats love more than anything? To walk across keyboards. So every once in a while through the show, the cat walks across the keyboard and the lighting and everything gets fucked up. He's just like, damn it. Mittens, you ruined it. So, uh, Mittens is kind of the brains behind the whole thing. Steve is your guide, so he's just like, Hey, everybody, uh, welcome to Oops All Animals, uh, the new animal show. <laughs> the new animal show here. Come check out what all of us do. So, that's our, that's the animal show, but also, um, I had trouble thinking of like what superpowers I could give animals, except for one. And it's a really jacked pigeon. It's a pigeon that has <laughs> so super like, strength. Is this like animatronic animals? Is it video? Is it like... I think the only animatronic animal would be the pigeon. So who it, kind it, of, it would be like, like, here's a dog that can like jump through hoops really well. And here's yeah, a, it would be like... Then there's here a jacked is, up pigeon. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, super, super muscular pigeon. Just kind of... Like if Steve gets out of line, his hand just like, it hits Steve as he falls backwards. 
The kids find it very comical, but the adults do realize that this does mean their oncoming death at the hands of these villainous pigeons and cats. Um, so I'm just, I'm having what, trouble thinking of, what like, about what a, else. What about a very athletic dog is villainous? <laughs> Have you seen Air Bud? <laughs> yeah, and the rule says a dog can't kill your family. <laughs> And so, uh, we have that. I like the idea that, like, well, maybe there's a bird that got supersonic abilities, so he sings, but we mic it up to where it's excessively loud, so everyone's like, holy shit, this bird is loud. Um, I don't, the only problem is, on most of the villain rides, I feel like I need to have, like, a hero come in and swoop him, and swoop in and save the day, but that would mean... I need to have someone come in and beat up a living couldn't, cat. Couldn't that be show. the Couldn't that be the jacked up pigeon though? <laughs> jacked up. I have lived under this oppressive feline for too long. It is now my time. <laughs> Breaks the case. <laughs> grabs the cat, flies away. Now it's got to be an animatronic cat though. Well, that's what I thought or you, you were going to do was an animatronic uh, cat. Well, no, I think you could pull the normal cat, normal cat, normal cat, glass breaks, cat gets taken through like a, uh, cat gets taken through a trap door as a fake <laughs> flush is put up, gets caught in the talons of the giant jacked up pigeon and he flies away. And then Steve's like, I'm free! And the audience all cheers. But yeah, I mean, that... I just love the idea that all animals would be villainous when they come back, because it's like, oh, now we can actually probably move up the food chain. Fuck all you humans. So that was my idea, the villainous cat murder ride. Oops, all animals. So uh, I have two ideas. One has a name and nothing else, and the other one has everything else but no name. Okay. Of uh, the name you should remember from the other show, and that's Dream Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else. I just thought of that today that I remembered. I, re I came up with Dream Beavers, and I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, when I did my old, uh, when I did my Tumblr where I tried to design a theme park, I had an idea for uh, a, f a f uh, an animal that was on fire. Okay. Um. Called a ponyta. <laughs> so um, basically, the idea would be that you would walk up the queue. the the front the the first part of the queue would be indoors, but it would be like a glass roof, so it'd be almost like you're outdoors. Mm. And there would be signs that were like, you know, come this way to see the like our, you know, amazing thing we have or whatever. And then you would go down a ramp, kind of like the uh, the people mover ramp. You know, the, mm. the, the, the little moving walkways. So they would only take, like, a certain number of people at a time, almost like a pre-show for, like, Haunted Mansion or whatever. And you'd yeah. go down into this pre-show area where they would basically say, like, hey, we're going to stick you on this tour, and you're going to tour our, like, facility. Because it's like a villain thing. Okay. So you get in a car. It's, like, six people to a car. And you, you go through, and it literally starts out almost like the land or something where it's like an animal sanctuary. Yeah. So it's like it's like half the land except on except instead of a boat you're on a car and you go through and it's like there's a there's some guy that's like the head of it and he's talking about how he wanted to do like that he does like scientific work with animals 
and he decided that once he realized that people were going to space and getting superpowers, he wanted to see what would happen if he sent an animal to space to get a superpower. But in my version of this, he couldn't get anyone to agree to allow an animal to go. Yeah. And eventually he had to use a llama. Oh, hell yes. The, the llama's name is Lorenzo, I think. Oh, I was hoping it was Cusco. <laughs> no, Lorenzo Llama, you know, from whatever that show Oh, was. damn it! <laughs> so, no, so you, you, uh, basically, like, things get a little weird when he's talking about this, where it's almost like they don't want to show you what happened to the llama. They kind of treat it like, like it's a security risk. For you to know, uh-huh. and so you're going through this thing kind of slow. Oh, I like, I mean, because the llama died and exploded. They don't go that far, it, but yeah, it doesn't go that far. But it does definitely goes into like uh, we don't want to show you this over. But you eventually go uh, like you're going through the thing, and they're like they almost act like they're not going to show you anything. Like almost like they're just like setting you up, and then they're just going to let you back out. But then, like, right as you think you're about to go back to where, like, the exit would be, like, sirens and crap go off, and they're like, oh, crap, we had a breach. And, like, you can't go anywhere, so they, like, they send you into, like, a maintenance bay or something, yeah. and it's like, and so you're in this thing, and all of a sudden you just see this, like, this fiery flaming llama. Holy shit! Like, it's, it's, it's in the, like, you can't tell, but there's, like... It's some sort of a screen-based thing, or some sort of animatronic slash screen slash special effect, where like he's in the main, like he broke through a wall and he's in one of the maintenance bays, and then he like sees you, and then it's like oh crap, and it turns into like Journey to the Center of the Earth test track, uh, um, uh, the racers from Cars Land, and like you just take off, and this thing's like chasing behind you. And every time you think you've got away from it, like, you slow down, you go around a corner, and then, like, it pops, like, like there's another special effect, and he's, like, right on top of you again, and then you take the off. The llama jump scare. <laughs> and so, like, that's the whole rest of the ride, is, like, you think you're, you think it's just gonna be this little meandering, crappy tour, and then all of a sudden you're running from a, a llama that's on fire. It's Ridley Scott's Llama's Resurrection. And you get into an area where, like, you turn a corner and there's some sort of, like, the, the 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 building you're in, like, they have some sort of trap they can trap it in. And they, like, douse it with water or something and it, like, it stops it. And, like, that's how, they, like, that's how the ride ends. Okay. So, I, I, I love it. You've thoroughly trounced me and in this. That, and, like, that would be how you would get from, like... Because you would go in at, like, ground level, and you would see the exit was at the same level, but you would, when you went in, you would actually go down into, like, a, a lower area. But so, like, during that chase, you would end up, like, going up and down hills and stuff, and you would end up, like, on back back on the top level to get out. Okay. And the cars would go back down into, like, to, to start people over again. Yeah, I don't have now- a name. Because uh, I just called it llama because like if you look up fire in Spanish like it's it's spelled the same but I know it's not pronounced the same and I'm not gonna try. I thought it was fuego, isn't it? Oh no, what am I thinking of? Um... Llama in fuego might be the best name ever. <laughs> um, um, so I like it in. a lot. I want to make one small change, and it's that when you go down the ramp, instead of it being like a um. Oh, sorry. Llama's to call, so the fire thing's completely out the window. 
Oh, okay. I would think just Llama in Fuego would be a good ride name, personally. But I like the idea that instead of you going on this tour, it is you're going into space. And since, okay, so here's my story behind it. So you're going into space with the llama. And they tell you, like, this is the first animal to ever be sent into space. I like you guys are here to make sure nothing goes wrong. How do you? And then you get a a mission space thing. Then uh, I'm thinking more stitches. Great escape. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying, how do you? That my my thing is like, how do you accurately portray the idea of going to space with an animal with like a group of people? Well, animatronic llama in the middle of all of you. Okay. So. Six seats, three on one side, three on the other. The animatronic llama is in the middle. And uh, at one point, uh, the ship soars into space. The llama is just in the middle like, ah! And you guys shoot up into space. And um, at some point... Okay, I'm sorry. The visual I just got in my head is making me lose Pull my the lever, Kronk. Okay, so at some point, like, after you get into space, you look outside of your ship and you see space and all that, and you're just kind of like, okay, okay, and then they're just like, the the belt is right there, engage the warp drive, and this is like this huge shoot forward, but as you shoot forward, you hear, ah, and then the llama shoots backwards off of the cart into what appears to just be a back area. So now you're like, Lava, no! Lava's dead! And so you're just like, mission failed. Maybe we'll get him next time. And then they're like, okay, we can start. I guess we're in the belt. Let's go back to Earth. And then you just hear like this, boom! 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 And then you're, ah! And then the Lava shoots forward and you're just like no the llama it's coming to get us and then engage like then what becomes like this giant roller coaster of the llama behind you in what is now a survival horror roller coaster as you just try to escape this llama and you the end of the ride ends with a big like splash mountain-esque dunk into what looks like the earth's oceans and it puts out the llama, and then you're all safe. My other idea would be that there would, there would actually be two llamas, uh, and one would be like a fire, and one would be an ice one. And that a llama, a fire, and ice, yes. Yeah, and then the llama, the uh, llama's owner would be named Lorenzo, and then they'd be Lorenzo's llamas. Okay. But I, uh, I, Also, <laughs> the tagline for this ride, whether we use the space angle or not, is in space, no one can hear you. Oh! If you can learn to spell that, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> also, uh, also, I did get an idea for Dream Beavers. Just replace beavers <laughs> with raccoons. But then I realized the ride would have to be called Dream Coons, and I've got really uncomfortable. <laughs> but I like the idea that these two raccoons got the powers to give people, like, dreams. And so, as you go through the ride, at first it's like a Chippendale kind of jaunt and an adventure of just like, Hey guys, it's us! We're going to have a great time today. And then, like, something happens and you go into, like, this little, like, uh, it's a small world dreamscape. But it's been, like, as it goes on, it kind of gets revealed that the two 
uh, raccoons are just using it to go through all the garbage and through your purses and trying to steal from you. And then once it gets found out that it's a small world becomes like it takes on a dark turn. And you're like, no, 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 no. And then, I don't know, some superhero comes in to save them. I, could, I'm not fully fleshed it out. Thing, you could do the beaver thing um, where, like, uh, it would be some sort of a flume situation. Yeah. Uh, where they're trying to, uh, and, like, the, they, where they have to build a, uh, a dam to, like, stop the water or whatever. And so the, the name of the ride, like, it'd be Dream Beavers colon give a, uh, giving a dam. I was going to say a damn fine ride. So, um, oh no, that would actually be a really good, like, thing is you see the beavers and they keep building the dam higher and higher and higher. And then finally the dam busts and water shoots out towards you and it carries you forward. I don't know what the superpower thing about that would be, but it'd be worth a ride. Maybe they're like secondary characters. It's a secondary plot line to one of these rides we're constructing. And so, like, you know, in the middle of Dream Raccoons. my peach juice. <laughs> it's holding back the peach juice. Whoosh. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. I think, I think Juicy uh, Peaches uh, would name his sidekicks the Dream Beavers. Yeah. Oh, damn, man. That they, they have, the like, llama they, ride. They have, they, llama on Fuego has got potential. I really like the concept of the survival horror ride with the llama. I just wanted, wow. like, yeah, I just wanted to test, like, a test track sort of, like, end of portal sort of, like, thing where you're, like, going places where you shouldn't technically be and you're going as fast as possible and there's a fiery llama chasing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use any animal, really. I just went with the llama because I my Spanish. I think is the llama is probably a very good choice there, my dude. Although, didn't we have a ride like in episode four where there was a giant fire creature chasing you from behind? Let's just replace that with a llama. We don't even have to change much. You had the uh, you had the the uh, um, the the juicy peaches thing had a fire thing and. Uh... I thought it was it was the guy in the volcano. Yeah, there was that too. Millennial Mountain, Millennial where the guy Mountain. chases you and he's on fire. That's tight. Let's just throw me. a llama in that bit. Like, wait, could that be our Halloween Horror Nights? I know we've already went over it, but this is Halloween Llama Nights, and all of our rides suddenly get llamas <laughs> put into them for no apparent reason. I think oh I think that's a winner right there. They're just like, what did they change about the ride? Well, it's almost identical, but at one point, I think there's a llama behind you. Okay. It's it's, it's a llama wearing yoga pants that say Juicy Peaches on the rear end. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of sexy. What the hell? It's awkward. (laughs) So there's there's our ideas for this week. Now, my challenge for next week, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal (laughs) is that I need us to get a sponsor. And so we need a sponsored ride to bring in some cashola. You know, there's test track sponsored by uh, Kia Optima. There's, (laughs) of course, the (laughs) there's the infamous, of course, Siemens. Uh, that goes across that big Epcot ball at night. Siemens we need a sponsored life. ride, I think, to get bring in some cash. So that is my challenge for next week. 
Okay. Remember, we have next week's episode, and then we're going to do one more challenge, and then episode 15 is going to be like, we're going to go back through all these episodes and figure out what we're going to keep and what we're going to not keep. Oh, God. And And then uh, I guess uh, we'll put together like a theme park map, and I'm going to put it on a shirt, because I will sell anything. And uh, and then we're probably going to take a slight, like, week off break, because I think I timed it out that our... um, our 15th episode would come out on Christmas Day, I think. And we want people to actually watch that one, so I think we're going to skip Christmas as well, right? Well, if we do... That, well, I'm saying we usually record before, so we would record on, like, the 20th or whatever the heck that day is. Oh, okay. And the, but it awesome. Would come out well, you that. guys are going to get a big Christmas gift this year in yeah. your stockings. And then I was thinking, like, that the week, basically the week between christmas and new year's the week between we would uh like not record then and then we would just wait a week and that way then we'd okay, start fresh okay. with season two i i can and handle my that idea for season two is going to blow your mind okay cool so that's uh that's what's coming in the future jim murphy where can they find you on the internet uh i am on twitter at apparently smart and about nothing else the end yeah the end uh, uh yeah that's about it it's and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Quezel Corp, A Tale of Dicks and Douchebags. That's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. I have that. I have Quezel Corp Risen. And coming soon, the brand new book about heroes and gods as me and my co-host on a load of BS, Blake Tanner, take on the gods in BS versus the gods coming out January 9th. I'm very excited for that. Are you uh, if you guys kill are... me with dick lasers on the moon again? Man, I kind of want to kill you with dick lasers on the moon. <laughs> again. Um, and so that's all coming up soon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me see. What else have we got? If you guys are on iTunes or listening on Stitcher, wherever you're listening, make sure to rate and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe, do all that. And, of course, it is the giving season. If you would like to help give back to everybody here at the BS network we are doing an extra life campaign for the children's hospital of pittsburgh and you can donate to that over at bit.ly slash bsvs that's bs versus cancer and right now we're up to 90 bucks i think it is and i want to get way beyond that i want to blow it out of the water but we need your help for that ladies and gentlemen and of course you can find this and all the other amazing bs network shows online at a load of pure bs.com uh, pick up all of your favorite Opposite Attractions merch, like the new Neil Before Greg shirt, the Juicy yeah. Peaches shirt. Uh, we have just like a normal Apex shirt. That's all available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the BS Network section. Make sure to find us online at opposite-attractions.com. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter and Facebook at up at show. That's O-P-P. A-T-T-S-H-O-W Are you down with O-P-P? Thanks, folks, for making this little podcast of ours so extra magical. Good night. And may all your wishes come true. So long.